0: Hello, welcome to Failed Architecture Breeze Blocks, where our editors share their thoughts on works in progress, urgent matters and current happenings in architecture and spatial politics. My name is Charlie Clemos, today I'm joined by Kerry Monaghan, an elected organiser from United Voices of the World, Section Architectural Workers, or Saw, a grassroots member-led trade union for architectural workers in the UK. Hi Kerry. Hi Charlie. So we're here to talk about the walkout of uh, SAW members from two architectural offices over COVID 19 safety concerns. But first, I thought it would be good to talk about UVW SAW if you could just tell listeners what it does, uh, who it represents, and how it came about.
1: I mean, uh, like you say, uh, UVW SAW is a grassroots um, member led union. So um, it's run by members for members and it is open to architectural workers in the whole UK. The mission for so if you like, is to take action to combat the negative impacts of architectural work on workers, but also on the community and environment. Some of those issues might cover things like poor working conditions, overpay, sorry, not overpay, uh, overwork and underpay, uh, unstable employment, toxic workplace uh, or university culture, and generally just unethical practice. And the membership's open to everyone who's involved in the process of running an architectural business or education. So, you know, that covers not only architects, but architectural assistants, maybe model makers and BIM technicians, admin workers, students, visualisers, freelancers, cleaners, people that keep the architectural office ticking over. But then, you know, as a, a member led union, what defines us is that we achieve our goals through our mutual aid and support. Uh, so we share resources, we help one another through collective casework uh, by hosting training events and running campaigns.
0: Presumably this is based on a rank and file approach to trade unions where it's, I guess, more about collaboration and discussing problems collectively and, and I guess like the, the coming together of people with shared interests.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's it. It's about supporting a creative community. That's all it is. And, and you know, that's what architecture as a profession should be doing to get the best results for the built environment anyway um, yeah. but so often we are quite bad at doing that for ourselves and in the workplace so that's what this is This is all about
0: So I should say that I spoke to two of your uh, fellow members uh, for the Fair Architecture Podcast um, episode, Architects Unionise we put that out just before SOAR was launched um, I think probably timed to coordinate with that uh, in late 2019 so I was just wondering It's it's been over a year now um, before we talk about the specific walkout It'd be nice to hear how the first year of activity went. Um, Obviously, I guess it's uh, somewhat coloured by the the pandemic.
1: Yeah, I mean, the pandemic has obviously brought a year of complete uncertainty. And Mm. I think crucial for many people that they had the support and representation of other people in the profession. Because although many employers have behaved reasonably, there's no doubt that, during the crisis and this economic downturn, that there's fertile ground for employers to start mistreating workers. Where directors have a fear of lost prospects and uh, lower profits, the temptation rises to start enforcing pay cuts, to exploit workers, lay off staff and just generally neglect their contractual obligations. So in our first year, um, the saw members have just shown immense support for one another. And I think they, um, we've reaped the rewards from that, as we can see the results. We've won £75,000 through employment tribunals. Um, Another £25,000 has been obtained by members through settlement agreements. We've had something like 60 members that have engaged in 750 hours of solidarity meetings and supporting one another, people who have fallen victim to unfair treatment in the workplace. Uh, We've written to employers directly on behalf of our members, challenging them. Um, We've run public campaigns where necessary to support members. And generally, we've opened the conversation around workplace rights through training, setting up workplace branches and uh, enhancing regional support. I think in architecture particularly, uh, like few other professions, architecture cultivates this idea of individualism. You know, we still think about this hero figure in architecture, this uh, elusive genius at the top, and that, I think, reigns supreme in our architectural consciousness. So that, it, it, it can generate a culture where those who do make it to the top frequently believe in this idea of a meritocracy that you know everybody can make their own fortunes and that your sex, race, background and circumstances have no bearing on your uh, individual power to make it in the industry. And that couldn't be further from the truth. So I think COVID-19, if we are to look at it positively, is an opportunity to think carefully about that, that culture and to... I think it's revealed the limitations of individualism more clearly than any event in recent history. This year, we've all lost social connections. We've lost our daily interaction with our friends and our colleagues, even our family. And now, more than ever before, I've never been more certain of our dependency on our connection with our peers. So for me, this is really a time where every single human being needs social solidarity, need mutual aid and support, And uh, how can we use this crisis to find power in the collective? So, you know, the reality is it can't be done in a union alone, especially not if that's a fringe movement. It needs to start penetrating practices up and down the country and real change depends on high participation and we need to unite rather than be divided. So it depends on the willingness of workers to connect with their co-workers and really believe in an alternative So I think we can all stand together and build a more sustainable future for the industry that just doesn't tolerate elitism, exploitation and low working standards.
0: So on that last point, uh, that brings up the more specific COVID-19 demands SOAR has issued. Could you talk a bit about these demands and how much they've measured up to the experience for architectural workers in practice? Um, Like, have employers been that concerned about upholding staff safety during the pandemic?
1: Yeah, I mean... Talking about SAW's demands, I think it's really simple uh, and it's really reasonable demands. The, the, the thing that we want more than anything is for workers to be treated fairly and lawfully. And we, we need to see respect from employers for workers' safety, for their well-being, and a willingness to support staff and help them navigate the challenges that the crisis poses. So, I mean, I think we can see from the number of members who have had to reach out for solidarity meetings that there's been, you know, a real surge in people being treated unfairly and being treated unfairly to the point of breaking where they feel they need to, to reach out for support or make a change. So my, my view is that many people have had really bad experiences um, in the last year that's directly related to the behaviour of their their management.
0: Sure. That brings us to this uh, recent walkout. So um, as reported in an article by Building Design Online, which, which we'll link to, UVW saw members at Reba Chartered Practice on Architecture recently refused to return to work after they were told to go into the office each day. Uh, this despite the COVID-19 pandemic and national lockdown in the UK. Since then, uh, on Architecture have uh, conceded that their employees will now be allowed to work from home. It'd be good if you could explain what SOAR's involvement has been in this action, uh, how it came about, and uh, what organising had to happen for it to take place.
1: Sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this week, we saw a group of workers who came together, and they stood up for a very basic and reasonable right, and that right was to a safe working environment, which I think it's important to mention as well, doesn't just cover your workplace environment, but the commute to and from the workplace. And... They were, as, as it's been reported, they were being asked to, they were, they were being forced to continue to travel uh, to the workplace and told that they may face disciplinary action if they didn't do that. So the way this walkout, as you phrase it, came about really was it started with a simple conversation between the workers. You know, the, the, they came together and there was a shared belief there to that they needed to take action to challenge these unfair working conditions. And then it was really a question of how they could begin to organise themselves and approach management collectively to protect each of them from any repercussions. And and what SAW did really was assist them uh, just through some meetings and support, talking to them, hearing their concerns, and providing some legal advice and resources that allowed them to individually exercise their right to a safe working environment. Um, So broadly, I think the aims of saw and our main task really is about empowering workers to make these changes for themselves and that's what we witnessed this week we saw it happening it was inspiring and it was effective it's inspired others to start coming forward from other workplaces people who feel similarly trapped in their situation and are now at a point where they're ready to start holding their practice to account and uphold their rights collectively and supportively
0: great I guess it's kind of contained with what you said already, but um, it'd be maybe as a final thing, good to get your impression of uh, what the future holds for organising in, in the architecture profession and what uh, SOAR's specific uh, long-term plans are.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're really at the start with all of this. I think there's there's more to come in terms of issues that are that, that workers are facing with COVID-19 and then beyond. And really what the, the goals of... Um, saw are for the immediate and long-term future are to set up more workplace branches which is kind of organised factions within workplaces where the work- workers come together in a group and really to normalise uh, trade union membership in the profession and establish more organised workplace branches uh, that can take this pre-emptive measure and prevent workplace disputes in the first instance. And they can challenge things like unfair pay cuts, exploitative working hours. You know, they can support one another through redundancy processes if that type of thing has to happen. But the workers have to really equip themselves with the tools to inoculate themselves against this other epidemic, which is of bad bosses. So really, that's our goal. is to set up local branches, regional support and start to begin to build networks where people can have these conversations for themselves and take on matters preemptively.
0: Great, I guess all that remains is to ask how people can join and get involved.
1: Yeah, you can join, uh, take a look at our website, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, see what we're uh, doing. Membership fee is £10 a month. There's sometimes open meetings, keep an eye out for those branch meetings where you can come and have a a, a chat and see what uh, kind of things are happening in the union, even prior to uh, joining. And we're hopeful that there will be more local and regional meetings taking place that are kind of specific to the concerns of individuals in certain areas of the UK as well uh, in, the, in the upcoming year. So always you can get in touch. And also we're running a series of outreach programmes. We speak to universities and there are some lecture series and things like that. So keep an eye out for us in the press as well.
0: And if you're outside the UK but are still interested in union organising in the architecture profession uh, we'd also recommend Architecture Lobby whose website is architecture-lobby.org or you can get in touch with us at Failed Architecture and we'd be happy to help look into what organising is happening in your country.